back with a brand new episode of the Retail Podcast by View.ai, and I'm your host, Kritika Anand. The Retail Podcast by View.ai is all about leading the conversation around retail and technology. In this podcast, we feature changemakers and leaders across industries so you can stay up to date with all things retail. We've also been ranked as one of the top 10 retail podcasts to listen to with over 30 episodes over the last three years. Joining us here on today's episode is Indi Mukherjee, the co-founder and CCO of Zelebrate, a first-of-its-kind and one-stop shop online marketplace for bricks and mortar retail. With over 20 years of experience in sales and marketing, Indi is an omni-channel retail partnership and digital specialist who oversees commercialization and product development strategy in the UK and internationally for Zelebrate. Hello, Indi. Welcome to the Retail Podcast by Bureau AI. It's great to have you here. Thank you very much for having me. It's, it's looking good. All right. So I think we can jump right in. Zelebrate aims to be the equivalent of a virtual um, countrywide superstore of all brick and mortar based products, making it freely available to search, find, compare and acquire. Right. And it's also like a representative platform connecting retailers to consumers like never before. Can you take us through the origin of this idea and having a first mover advantage in your geo? Sure. So the original idea came from uh, my two co-founders, Carl and Chris, and they had an idea back in the day where they they were in Australia and they were looking for something or Chris was looking for something and um, he he couldn't find it. Everything was online, but he wanted to actually physically go into shop because he wanted it that particular day. And then it dawned on him that, um, you know, the the every man shop, the the bricks and mortar shops, they don't have a particular share of voice uh, amongst all your Amazons and so on and so forth. So he and Carl came up with the idea of kind of getting together all the local shops, putting them all under one uh, roof, uh, digital roof, and it being a geolocated app so that, you know, you could type in, I'm looking for blue pair of jeans, and it literally shows you where those particular blue pair of jeans are being sold nearby you um, in miles or kilometers, depending on where you are. And then um, I got introduced to them by a a mutual contact that I'd worked with on other projects um, and came through and I kind of monetized it, commercialized it. And we now have the ability to really kind of give your local shops the same sort of potential voice uh, online as a as a big you know big big department store might get or an online store might get so even if you're a, a local mom and pop shop that you know you've been around for years as a family business and sometimes you've found it hard to compete in in recent times because of the pandemic and things like that we are trying to give you equal marketing equal content uh, as the big boys as big players um and and that's where we are today. We um, we've teaming up with councils to help bring football back into shops. Um, we're teaming up with scout groups, schools to get, you know put the message back that you know you don't have to do everything online shopping. You can compare, um, but actually here's here's a local shop that you might never have heard of and you might never have seen. And here's where where you can go to get it. Absolutely. And I think this is a very, very interesting story, right? Um, not very often do we get to hear such stories. And, and yeah, and I think 
I think in today's climate, um, the e-commerce boom is revolutionizing retail, right? And I think you've captured the opportunity so well. Um, it's quite impressive that Celebrate ensures that no retailer, whether large or small, is marginalized through your platform, correct? And um, whether it's an e-commerce store or a brick and mortar store, every single retailer has their own story to tell. The exposure that these brands get really comes through in your platform. Um, you know, when I was researching uh, about Celebrate and going through your website, it just comes through very naturally. So tell us, um, how is Celebrate giving back, um, you know, giving the brick and mortar stores the spotlight that they need, especially if they are to compete with the online giants monopolizing their space? Sure. So bricks and mortar stores, you know, the traditional ones have relied for many, many years being your local shop or or a well-known shop and everyone will go there. And then online obviously came along and it offers convenience, but it also really offered stories as to, you know, look at the latest celebrity, look what they're wearing, look what they're having as a makeup or, or eating at a certain place and traditional bricks and mortar stores you know I worked in a shopping center um, group for about seven years and what I found was that a lot of retailers were still hoping and believing that the old uh, rules uh, would come back and it would stay the same um, and they didn't necessarily adapt as quickly as they could have or should have so what we've basically done is take the ethos of how you know what makes online retail really great and put it up into a physical shopping sense so you know we want to really delve into what makes that shop tick who's the owner yeah is there a story behind it um you know there, there's there's countless stories I, I i've got a retailer who was born out in fiji um in an island there and he came over to australia and he he was you know doing some sort of uh costume work he was making shirts and stuff like that and he's gotten really big and he's yeah, relatively and he started having a few shops but he still uh, employs people back from his island and he's as he's gotten bigger he gives money back to that village he educates the children there he sends them to colleges universities um and he's become a real father figure for there there's there's another um retailer we deal with that that makes shoes and they are you know by his own words uh, they are slightly more expensive than you know maybe a, a local department store uh, shoe but what they're doing is they make a pair of shoes and then they create a pair of shoes and give it away to a, a third world country child that requires the shoes and their parents necessarily couldn't buy it for them. So it's really kind of coming up with these stories and these angles, firstly, as to why shop at this particular store rather than go get it from an online convenience store that you might be able to get. Then, you know, um, having a really good online shop takes time takes money effort some people um hire marketing agencies and stuff to do it all of that does take a lot of money what we wanted at celebrate to do was give a bit everyone the ability to jump onto a website so if you haven't got a website we actually create one completely for you for free if you and, and we host it for free as well um 
if you wanted to take on the next level, we can connect you up with an e-commerce partner that, you know, that can offer you decent rates and stuff like that. So what we're trying to do is alleviate the pain from the retailers of, if, if you've never done uh, a good online retail store before, we, we can give you a helping start. We can jumpstart you. If you've done it, but you're not happy with it, well, actually, here's your chance to compete with the people that you want to compete with, how you want to, rather than being stuck, you know, by um, by somebody who's kind of told you this is the way it has to be. So yeah, it's really giving that share of voice to those bricks and mortar companies online um, in a way that they are comfortable with, not spending any of their money because uh, Zelebrate doesn't have a model where we charge uh, for any of those particular services. We, we we do charge, but we we always take that um, fee as such from a uh, if we help sell something for you, that's when we get paid. So it's a literally a, you know a, a no fee, uh, no win, no fee sort of situation. You are facilitating, you know, this entire omni-channel retail um, ecosystem overall. And it's very, very interesting to see how you do okay. it. So I think, um, you know, with what you've just mentioned, while there's an emphasis on giving retailers the right kind of platform, it goes without saying that the solution was also designed to help consumers, right? The end consumers. You're providing shoppers with the choice and convenience on a scale that they've never seen before, but you're also giving them the opportunity to benefit from deals and, you know, cash back in all in one place. So um, how does this change the way customers interact with you as opposed to just another e-commerce platform? Great question. So what we wanted to do was be in a situation where we're helping retailers, obviously, but we're also helping consumers in a way that they haven't been helped before. We're trying to bring on technology that we've built ourselves or technology partners that really help a consumer make an informed choice. Um, which ultimately helps a retailer because there's less returns and, and you know, uh, they don't have to resell a returned item and things like that. So, you know, to give you examples, um, I'm from an ethnic minority. There's lots of people in the UK uh, similar to me. Now, beauty, for example, uh, if you look at makeup until quite recently, it's you know, all the adverts and, and advertising is of a, for a certain colour of complexion. So what we've done is actually give you the ability to take a picture of your face, for example, and then we've connected up with beauty brands. So you can actually see what that lipstick looks exactly on you, your face shape, your colour, uh, tone, things like that. Maybe it's an eyebrow pencil or it's a foundation. All of it is so that you don't worry that you know am i making the right purchase um am i you know is this going to be looking good for me it does look good on that model but that model potentially doesn't look anything like myself so how, how does that work and similarly you know we're trying to do stuff with um things like sunglasses so you can virtually try all of these things on so virtual makeup virtual sunglasses virtual shoe wear um you know looking at uh, partners who can do fashion you know again that's a, a really big thing for us that a lot of our uh, consumers do uh, shop for fashion items through us and obviously everyone has a different body shape so you know a model who, who's kind of the perfect model how is that going to how's that dress or, or top or whatever going to look on yourself if you're not exactly that shape so those are the sort of things that we are doing 
And then with the geolocation side of things where we actually, um, you know, if you, if you need to buy that item today, as opposed to come, it coming in tomorrow, well, we'll show you that blue pair of jeans that you wanted is actually only a five minute walk. You may never have seen that shop before, but it's got the brand that you are always wearing and following. And here, discover this new shop and it might become your favorite local shop. Actually though, that one's five minutes away, but let's say that pair of jeans is 45 pounds. But if you walked another half an hour, that same pair of jeans, you potentially there's a discount on there and you can get that for 10 pounds cheaper. If you walk five minutes further from that, we've managed to get with that partner a 10 pounds cashback on that exact blue pair of jeans. So it's again, it's always giving the consumer the ability to have an informed choice. Do I want it locally right next to me and I'm happy to pay the full price or I want to have the, um, you know, the cheap price or I want to accrue some cash back and, and do something with that money later on down the line. So all of these things that we're adding to the website is a way of differentiating ourselves on one platform so you can literally shop for anything um, but we're also trying to give you that content that that awareness that this is this is cheaper here or here's a discount model here or actually this is brand new no one else is wearing this and we are the first ones to tell you that this is launching on this particular day and here you go we also have competitions by retailers we, um, th th that are exclusive to us. We are working on items like um, timed geolocation offers. So let's say, you know, you've every shopping center, for example, knows the dwell time in their, um, in, in their centers. So what we can actually do is at a certain time nearing that end of, period where they, they might be thinking of going home or going somewhere else, we can pop them a message to say, hey, you, you've got a, you've had a hard day of shopping or whatever you've been doing. Uh, two minutes down from where you are, there's a coffee shop uh, within that shopping centre. And if you go in there as a way of saying thank you from the shopping centre and from Celebrate, we are actually able to give you uh, a, a free coffee. And, you know, the, the cafes love it because no one just goes for a coffee. They'll buy I don't know, a, a pastry or they'll have a friend with them. So they'll buy a coffee. So these are all the sort of different things that we're trying to do where we can add digital to the physical world, give discounts and give the ability from your phone or your laptop to kind of really shop for something that is very personal to you and and that look that you've been looking for. Well, you can actually see this is how you will look like rather than taking it home thinking oh that didn't work on me and now I've got a I've got a pain and I've got to go and return it oh wow that sounds really interesting and um, especially you know the coffee shop you know getting customers to sort of go there and have a cup of coffee and what really stuck a chord to me was about the virtual try-ons right you know, with everything that's going on, especially during the pandemic, people didn't want to try on makeup or you know, swatch something on their faces or on their hand. And of course, the entire concept of virtual try-ons came into the picture. And I think retailers are currently investing in making the online shopping experiences memorable, um, simply because, you know, more and more people are shopping online than never before at this point in time. And it's almost imperative for online retailers to bridge this gap between physical and digital experiences. 
right? And mm-hmm. that's where I think the whole concept of uh, virtual try-ons come into the picture. And um, it's very interesting because this is something that we do as well one of our products view model so retailers use this to create high quality photos of their products for their e-commerce site and this you know allows them to save a lot of time and resources and yeah it's super interesting to see that you know this is the kind of um, future we're heading towards exactly and, and yeah think about like we talked about the beauty industry and the fashion industry the wedding industry uh, you know got a massive hit during the pandemic you know everything closed down you know you couldn't buy a you know wedding dress and things like that um even now you're not allowed to have the big numbers of people that you know a bride would want to invite to see you know the the mum or sisters or best friends trying on that dress so what we're doing is having an ability to kind of do like a live stream shopping uh, side of things so we can do lots with it you know you can have your shop video and as the video is playing you can we can tag products and people can let the video play but there's a lady let's say walking with a coat uh, they can tag the coat and they'll see all the price points and all that sort of stuff but also from a wedding perspective you could give a code to your best friends and you might be in the UK but your best friend is in Australia and, and normally they would have missed out seeing you in that special day trying on that dress for the first time but it's a code that we can give or or the bride potential bride could give um to their friend or their mum or whoever it might be and they can see them try on that dress or what that dress looks like once they've tried it on from anywhere in the world and it gives the bride-to-be a real sense of satisfaction that it's not just the dress that she's chosen but she's been able to show it to her mom sister best friends or whoever they might be and got approval from them as well and so there's no sense of doubt left the shop owner is loving it because actually they you know the bride doesn't need to ask someone else or or try and take time to make a decision take loads of photos and share it with everyone the decision could be made there and then because everyone that she needs to show the dress to um, has been in on this sort of virtual trial. Absolutely, right. And um, it's actually really, really interesting because um, I think live commerce is a perfect blend of entertainment with instant purchase. <laughs> live commerce also offers retailers, brands and other digital platforms a new channel with enormous scope for creating value. And I, I really like how you are doing that. You know, you're facilitating that process and it's really nice to see that. So yeah, ease and accessibility is what customers are looking for. And I can definitely see how you're creating that that brings me to my next question right scale i can see how with operations at this scale you will have a plethora of data flowing in so uh, tell us how do you organize and make the most out of this array of information especially when it comes to delivering good customer experiences sure data is king when it comes to kind of shopping and especially online shopping and and kind of transferring into bricks and mortar omnichannel retail as well um and you're right, we, we have an inordinate amount of data from our shoppers that come in. And what we do, unlike some people who might want to sell that data onto the retailers, we share that data with the retailers, the data that we can share anyway with GDPR these days. Um, but the idea is that if you give the data back to the shoppers about who's shopping, what they're shopping for and things like that, that only enhances 
that retailer's product which then enhances the ability for the shopper to actually buy the the product that they're looking for because they've, they've been able to find it because the, you know the retailers used the actual data uh, for that so to give you an example you know we uh, we know for a fact that from um, from everyone shopping the department stores are a really big um, group for us so we have a lot of people on email a lot of people on social media that follow us that buy through us so every time we put an email out or a social post out when we mention it's about department stores that's it always gets crazy our open rates are fantastic our click-through rates are fantastic so what we can do is you know giving you an example what we can do is actually run a department store let's say office email so you might have three or four department stores online or physical or people who do omnichannel and then actually look at the data and i could turn around to department store a i won't name who they are but i could uh, go to department store a and say to them hey look department stores are our biggest uh, source of uh, shoppers and in that every time we send a email or a social post out it gets the highest open rates click-through rates if we then dissect the data there's six other department stores in that email um, and they you know we can see which people have clicked to open which part of that email or which part of that social post now here's a bunch of people who whenever we put you on an email or a social post they always click on you and so whatever you're doing carry on doing it because these are really happy customers of yours so keep keep whatever messaging you're doing but here's maybe i don't know 15 20% of people who've opened that email because they know it's department stores and they've actually gone into the other department stores but they never seem to engage with your post or your part of the email and we can tell that because we use hotjar and other things like that so here technically is 15 20% of people from our uh, pool that have never really engage with you which probably means that they are brand new customers to you so there you kind of giving a retailer potentially brand new customers and that's obviously key and king how to kind of adapt to their needs and make them loyal shoppers and that's where we're really good at because we'll start off with that particular piece of data to show them who the new customers are and then kind of see what's worked for other retailers for those um, bunch of shoppers before and then adapt the messaging for this department store to say hey look you know let's add these particular words or this particular piece of content or actually these uh, lifestyle images work better than product images so that way we are helping the department store engage with brand new customers get them to become buyers and hopefully therefore they become loyal new customers to those shoppers right absolutely and um just by using the right kind of data online stores and marketplaces are able to retain customers by you know catering to their personalized needs during their entire shopping journey and i think this is where the role of technology and ai in retail comes into play why would you say you're investing in tech and how has it enhanced the user experience overall yeah and no, we are definitely personalization is 
king and we are looking into personalization really really heavily you can't in this day and age just send the same generic message to everyone um you need to adapt and and you know put into uh yeah i'll give you an example we're looking at our emails so we know we've got an email database in in what five and a half months we've managed to grow our email database from literally zero to fifty-two thousand um engaged people now how the problem is how do we keep them engaged so we know what they're looking at we know what they're engaging with so on our emails if we know that you have opened um I don't know, fashion and beauty, but never engage with anything going out. Well, we wouldn't send you any offers or any content about going out. We would send you, obviously, at the beginning, part of the email or social post, all about fashion and beauty, and then try other categories, other subjects, other products, but not the going out one, because you've obviously shown a, a yeah, well, you haven't shown any sort of, um, thing where you you've interacted with that particular thing we we will show it to you but maybe every few months as opposed to every week so that's a very small way of trying to personalize what can be an impersonal email uh, you know it could be, sometimes people think that it's this junk email but actually if you see the brands that you shop for if you see the categories that you're looking uh, for that will engage you more from a social side of things we are trying to engage with a lot of um influences that are you know we are we know our audience our audience uh, falls into five different pots um you know five uniquenesses and we're trying to engage with influences from those five distinct areas and rather than sending one generic message to all of those people that we've got on social media we, you know one of the things that we are trying to do is literally kind of go right this influencer for this bunch of people this influencer for this bunch of people and then giving them the influences our internal data to say right when you're talking to these people this is your core audience we know they are but here's a way to really personalize the messages because these the, our data shows us these are the sort of keywords or content or, or products that these people are really interested in or brands that they're really interested in mm -hmm. and you know you're right when you said personalization is king simply because you know no two people are the same and you know people have different preferences um, and choices and it's important to sort of cater to what they require and yeah we're lo really looking forward to seeing how you're delivering personalized experiences for your customers Celebrate has been rolled out across the UK, right? Um, with plans to expand to the US, Australia and Canada, what else is on the horizon for Celebrate? Yeah, so we, you know, we're on our way to really doing the whole of the UK at the moment. We've already trialing out, going back to Australia and New Zealand, uh, just had a conversation today. Um, so we've teamed up with a bunch of retailers out in Australia. Um, so that will happen in the next couple of months. By the end of the year, we expect to be in uh, US and Canada. Again, we've started the conversations with retailers amongst there, and uh, they're very excited about the sort of um, again personalization and the different types of tech that we are bringing on board and then i suppose the once we've done 
you know those particular areas the reason we've chosen them is because of the english language it's just everything's coded in english we, we obviously need to do different price points things like that but then we go on to the language side so we'll come back into europe uh, and then go into asia after that that sounds like a really solid expansion plan so we're excited to see how celebrate is scaling across geos Yeah and this brings us to the end of the podcast. Um yeah we've gotten some first hand information about Celebrate from Indy but let's get to know more about Indy himself. Uh quick rapid fire session before we end this episode. Are you ready for this? Yeah for it. <laughs> okay, here we go. So tell us what's your favorite drink? Ooh, um alcohol wise I like rum. Um mm-hmm. rum and coke used to be my favorite. um and uh, i suppose um my favorite sort of soft drink or thing would be an apple juice but um yeah if, depending on on the occasion uh, if it's a night out you know, we're going out and and it's a party then a rum and coke uh, if it's a more civilized internal home sort of thing it would be an apple juice great um okay so dallas this who's your inspiration and why Oh, good question. Um you know, you 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 can go on about historical figures obviously, but um I always kind of think bring it down to someone that you've engaged with and you you've kind of had experience from and I suppose um my uh, add into the um my boss that hired me Karen Harris. She um you know, to be honest with you, I um I went for an interview thinking that I actually didn't want that job but because the recruitment consultant had been kind of calling me quite a few times I thought I'd be polite you didn't you never know what what happens in the future and stuff like that so I'd just go for a coffee so it was supposed to be a 5 10 minute quick chat in and out and it ended up being a good hour and it was just one of those situations where the experience that she had and the entrepreneurship that she kind of ensued from her and and we started chatting and I said oh I'd love to do this and then she'd go well you could do it this way and and she guided my career um for 7 years to the best of the ability she she never let it me take the easy road she always challenged me which I loved um you know I'm very target driven uh, but it wasn't just you know targets that were unassailable but you know she she would critique me she would praise me but it was she got her hands dirty as well so she'd come in on the marketing call she'd come out on the sales calls she you know I'd bring in money in and I'd be proud of myself and then she'd turn around and say well I brought this much in as well so it was a real comradeship but she taught me so much to, um and and to be humble and how to kind of manage people and uh it was like a like a very very steep learning curve from where i was to wh- where i am now or where i was then but she i would really say that she has been the one person that has really kind of from a business sense anyway really engaged with me and really taught me stuff and therefore i would say that i really look up to her from everyone that i've i've worked with in business terms that's a great answer all right um your next question um what advice would you give your younger self 
Oh, um, take risks earlier. Um, never wait for the finished product. Mm-hmm. Uh, iterate as you go along. You will make, make mistakes, but that's the best way to learn. I think previously I was so, um, or oh, my younger self was very much, I had the reputation, oh, this guy is the professional, is, you know, the, whatever he comes up with is the finished article. But it took me a long length of time to get to that position. I think what I've found um, over the last few years is that, you know, best, I suppose, best is the enemy of better, as in always keep bettering yourself. Don't wait to be the best. As long as you better yourself every day, that's that's the way to go. Don't wait. Just do. Oh, that's a really great answer. Um, all right. Uh, what's your favorite hobby? Oh, hobby. Um, I, uh, I, I love watching and playing football. I'm a big Spurs fan for my sins. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, tennis and squash. I'm a big racket, uh, racket sports person. Um, we uh, just before lockdown, we got a dog, uh, a puppy. And that's really changed my life because she's she's taken over first of all but you know I love I I was never a walker I was never a runner but you know in in lockdown I did my first 5k and then carried on running and um you know the dog walks so we we go out on walks every morning every night time so yeah um that that I suppose those are my hobbies uh, sports like football and squash and tennis and dog walking and running awesome um what's your favorite food Thai food. I mm. love Thai food. Yum. <laughs> um, your favorite TV show? Oh, um, gosh. Uh, it's finding time to watch TV. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> um, I, I love the, you know, usual things like The Apprentice. That always brings a, a laugh. Um, uh, Dragon's Den. Um, there's actually a new one, a new show, Gordon Ramsay's uh, Future Food Stars, I think it's called. And yeah. that's really, really good. Where I, I've got a passion for cooking as well. Like I don't cook every day, um, but when we have guests and stuff, I love to try my hand in it. And that that's a really interesting um where Gordon Ramsay kind of has picked a bunch of people who are future, who've got restaurants or whatever, and he kind of puts them in certain situations that kind of take them out of their comfort box and see how they, they, they cope with that. So that's quite an interesting show currently. Right. Um, so one last question, your favourite book? Oh, favourite book. I'd love to say that it's something really meaningful and things like that. But there's two books that I always go back to reading. First is the first ever book when I was about 12, I think 12, 13 years old, that I bought with my own pocket money at a school book fair. And that was called The Sword of Shannara uh, by Terry Brooks. And that that's a fantasy novel. It's a massive novel. Took me days and days and days to read it um, and the other one was the horse boy and that's based on a true story of a boy who had autism and didn't really engage with anyone but the um, dad uh, and the mum took him to a trip to Tibet to meet these horse whisperers and through that journey the autism kind of changed and it changed the whole family and, and he came out the other side you never cure autism but he was speaking to people and then he was engaging with people and that whole journey of you know being in a really low 
bad place for the whole family to then this whole journey that nearly split them up and then kind of re-engaged the whole family never mind just the boy that was a real um tearjerker oh wow yeah that's that's a great choice of book um all right then that brings us to the end of this episode um thank you once again for joining us today indeed it was a pleasure having you on this podcast and we had a great time hearing your insights Tune in to the Retail Podcast by Bureau AI for your dose on all things retail and AI. Until next time, this is your host, Kritika Anand.